most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast for Week Nine. This is our props podcast presented by Prize Picks. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude Sean Kerner. Sean, you carried us last week with yes. a five and zero. Although I went three and two, so eight and two. You know, if people tailed us, yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, you're carrying us this year, so I gotta, I gotta get back on, <laughs> I gotta get back on track here. Uh, but uh, how you doing? Yeah, five and zero last week. Let's keep it up. Um, I think I took four overs. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm sticking with overs again this week. So, so I uh, feel like you you really went one and four <laughs> because process over result. So you actually, you should... <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, like I, I, I'm with you though. Like I, I never feel good. I never feel good about taking overs. So you know, when I take an over, it I, I really like the number. That's that's what it comes down to. Because I'm with you. I think unders are the way to go, but. I think again this week you're going to see I'm going to be leaning towards the overs here, uh, so watch out. I, I mean, listen, the people love the overs. Like that's you yeah, know, the people like I, you know I, <laughs> I do I do some other work and and they tell us you know like if you can find an over, find an over for us before you know you look at the unders because like people just love you guys out there just love to bet overs. We get it, but uh, yeah, we'll, I'll keep doing uh, what I do. You keep doing what you do, and hopefully we end up ten and zero at the end of this week. Yes, and, uh, love it. Uh, we will give our top 10 props of the week. We'll start off, though, with the Sunday night showdown DFS breakdown. We got the Titans. We got the Rams. Uh, Sean, obviously the big news here, Derrick Henry is out probably for the season. So he's not an option in this captain spot. That means that it's, we're probably looking at either A.J. Brown or somebody, anybody, everybody on the Rams. Uh, who do you like in, in the captain spot? Well, yeah, I, I always say I like playing a wide receiver in the captain slot. So Cooper Cup is certainly a no-brainer candidate for uh, the captain slot for this game. And, you know, Robert Woods is dealing with the foot injury, so they might lean on Cooper Cup even more. Uh, I, I'm assuming he'll be chalk in the captain slot. So, yeah, A.J. Brown on the other side. I'll be interested to see how he does without Derrick Henry because, you know, the Titans offense um, really banks on the play-action pass and no receiver – uh, relies on play action pass, you know, plays than AJ Brown. So while he could see increased volume, we might not see the insane efficiency from him. Um, so, but certainly he's another candidate for the captain slot. I think, however, the probably optimal captain play this week is Daryl Henderson, um, just because he's due for a monster game. I mean, um, they, they've had some blowouts the past few weeks where they've put a lid on him and they didn't really need to use him much in the fourth quarter. Um, this should be a positive game script. You know, the Rams are seven point favorites, but I think the Titans will keep it close enough where Henderson's going to play the entire game. Um, I just love his rushing and receiving usage, uh, obviously has the touch on upside and it's, he's a good leverage play against, you know, uh, both Cooper cup and AJ Brown. So I think Henderson in the captain slot is probably where I'm going to go with this, but, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I like, you know, I think AJ Brown is still like, I'm not worried too much about his efficiency only because, you know, this Rams team scheme wise, uh, they're going to play a lot of zone coverage. So 
It's like, like, yes, they're going to obviously roll coverage in his direction, but it's not like they're just going to have a manned up double team, you know, safety over the top every time. It's like, if they want to kind of, like they'll they'll know what the Rams are going to do. It's not a hard defense to prepare for. It's just a really talented defense at this point. They just got Vaughn Miller, but um, yeah. I think I expect the Rams to do well on offense. And without Derrick Henry, I, you got to think the pace will increase a little bit because I expect mm-hmm. you know a few more incompletions, uh, a few a few less runs uh, from from Tennessee. So uh, I do like Brown. Uh, on the other side, I agree. I think Cooper Cup is, is an obvious choice. I would I would still play any of the three Rams receivers along with Daryl mm-hmm. Henderson, um, as long as Woods is great. I, I think Van Jefferson is sneaky in the yes. captain spot because when you look at the Rams uh, routes run per drop back, all three, Cup, Woods, and Van Jefferson are in the 90s in terms of percentage. And that's that kind of speaks to them releasing Deshaun Jackson. He just couldn't get on the field. And on top of that, not only did they waive Jackson – but Tutu Atwell, who is like the logical Jackson replacement, um, you know, rookie, he also got hurt and he's out. So the Rams are kind of thin here. They signed JJ Koski, I think, to play special teams and be active as like another receiver. But I think you're going to see Jefferson Cut Woods get like close to 100%. Yep. You know, maybe Bennett Skaronic mixes in for a play or two. But I expect a lot of Van Jefferson. So um, he's kind of the, 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 uh, the sneaky guy. But I, I, like, I, I like all the receivers. I agree with you. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's just like the Rams play a ton of zone. So it's interesting because like we talked about McNichols, like, what are your thoughts on him? Is he like, I, I know people are probably going to think about him in the captain spot just because he's not going to be super expensive. A lot of people think he's going to be the number one back. Like, what do you think about him? Um, do do we still think that he's kind of not going to be like, doesn't have a high enough ceiling, even in this game with, you know, Peterson and Deontay Foreman probably still getting ready. Um, to, to kind of take a bigger workload. Yeah, no, I think if you were to play McNichols, this would be the game mm-hmm. um, because, you know, the, the Titans are plus seven, seven and a half. So this should be a negative game script. Um, and he, I, I think he's going to be the pass catching back for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. I don't think Adrian Peterson or Foreman are going to, uh, you know, steal much work from, from McNichols there. So it is a perfect game script from them. And he might see a few more carries than he normally would because he's the only uh, Titans running back that knows the playbook. Um, so it could be a big game from him. Uh, I, I'm just curious, maybe you might have an idea, but like, do you think he's going to be uh, pretty highly rostered here? Or, you know, if he's sneaky, like I haven't been able to figure that out quite yet, but I think he'll be uh, highly rostered, but not yeah. necessarily in the captain spot because, Oh yeah. This, this is one of those matchups where you have a lot of expensive guys between the Rams and then, you know, um, AJ Brown on the other side. So I think he's sneakier in the captain spot. And you look at yeah. the Rams, they, they play a, a ton of zone. Like they actually play zone at the highest rate in the league and the Titans against zone coverage. It's AJ Brown leads them in targets. And then with 20 and then uh, 26, excuse me, according to pro football focus. And then the next two, Derek Henry with 16 and Jeremy McNichols with 15. So the backs have combined, you know, collectively, for more targets versus zone than AJ Brown. So like, this could be like a 10 catch mm-hmm. game for McNichols. If they get yeah, like, like, like we saw against the jets. I mean, yes. I had eight catches for 74 yards. So certainly, um, you know, the game script, the, you know, the way the Rams play defense, it does set up for a McNichols game. But again, the, the decision I'm going to, you know, go with McNichols is like, will he be uh, highly rostered or not? And I, I think he will, but I, I think he's warranted. So if, if there's one game to take McNichols, even though he's chalk, it's probably this one. All right. What about for DFS Chico's? Do you like uh, with a lower down? 
Yeah, so I have a few. You already called it, but Van Jefferson, once they said they were going to trade away Deshaun Jackson um, and he's basically done there, um, I, I moved Van Jefferson way up. Like you said, he's going to be averaging over 95% routes run per drop back going forward. So love Van Jefferson, uh, especially if Robert Woods is limited in any way. They're going to lean on Jefferson even more. Uh, so love him. Um, you know, the, the Titan side, I think uh, we still need to see what's up with Julio Jones. Like, uh, it, who knows what's going to happen with him, but if he sits again, uh, it's just been a moving target behind AJ Brown. But last week, Marcus Johnson, uh, led all non AJ Brown receivers in routes run. Uh, he only caught one ball for eight yards, I think. So he wasn't productive, but he'd be a sneaky play. Uh, if he sees that much playing time again here. Um, and then Jeff Swain has now overtaken, uh, Anthony Ferkser as the Titans main pass catching tight end. So he's a guy I might sprinkle in there. He had 57% routes run per drop up last week. And he cashed in with four catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown. So if he can come anywhere close to that for the showdown slate, he'll be worth every penny. Um, and then uh, you mentioned about Ben Skronik is probably the <laughs> flyer for this matchup because, like you said, you know, Deshaun Jackson's gone. Tutu Atwell's on the IR. Robert Woods is banged up. So certainly Skronik could see some playing time. He saw 20% routes run per dropback last week, certainly because of the blowout uh, against the Texans. But, you know, he'd be the guy that would step up if anything goes wrong with uh, Woods or, you know, even if Cooper Cup or Van Jefferson have an in-game setback or something. So Skronik's going to be an interesting flyer uh, that will have on at least one team. Yeah, it's interesting. The Titans, uh, according to Football Outsiders, against non-number one, number two wide receivers, they're allowing 107.2 schedule-adjusted receiving yards per game. That's most in the league by over 20 yards. <laughs> so uh, Van Jefferson, Ben Skaronic. I mean, maybe Jacob Harris even gets a couple snaps out wide. You know, he's kind of a hybrid, like wide receiver, tight end type of yeah. a, a guy. He got, he got, I think he got routes for the first time last week. So um, he's another guy to watch. You know, the Titans have been really good against tight ends, uh, which is interesting. They're uh, number five in DVOA and they're allowing the third fewest schedule adjusted yards per game, just 33.4. So, I mean, you know, we didn't really mention Higby. He's obviously always a threat for a touchdown, but it'll probably need a touchdown um, to hit value because they just yeah. haven't been giving up production uh, to tight ends. And then I, I, would, I think you got to watch the running backs too. I mean, if Adrian Peterson is not fully ready, uh, Deontay Foreman would probably be mm-hmm. that Derrick Henry role. So I'm assuming that he would be super cheap um, because he, he was in the system last year. Um, so, you know, like it's kind of like with the Ravens where it's, it, it could be a, eventually we get up to like Peterson doing, you know, getting like the majority of the work, but this week it could be like all of these different veterans. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Foreman ended up leading them in carries. So um, he's a guy to watch, you know, he has to get called yeah. up first as does Peterson. But, you know, as we record this on Thursday, I um, just want to throw that out there. All right. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So that's going to do it for our uh, showdown DFS breakdown. Let's get into our, Top props for week number nine, uh, presented by Prize Picks. Sean, start us off with your quarterback prop. So I'm going with Joe Burrow over 265 and a half passing yards against the Browns. Um, this Browns defense is a pass funnel one. Um, they're very good against the run. They rank third in DVOA against the run, and they, you know, they're pretty weak against the pass. Uh, they rank 25th in DVOA against the pass. So. Um, if the Bengals had any sense, they would lean on Joe Burrow and their stud wide receiver trio and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd uh, and even C.J. Uzoma. Uh, so I just think just based on volume alone, 
uh, Burrow uh, is a good bet to go over this number. So I love the over. And I'm projecting him closer to 282. So I'm like 15, 20 yards over this number. So I think there's uh, a lot of value here. Yeah, well, Jamar Chase has to get his 100. And then... <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> and then everyone else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Tyra Boyd kind of rebounds here and has a, has a good game as well. So um, yeah, I like Burrow. And earlier in the week, I think we talked and I thought, you know, maybe uh, I was kind of looking at the Bengals um, because I thought maybe they would have some positive game script, but I actually think the Browns have a good shot in this game. Um, so I actually like Burrow's over even more because I do think the the Browns will finally score some points. You have, you know, Baker with no Odell, which is the peak Baker, peak Baker. <laughs> yeah, so, so weird to say uh, that. Yeah. So Browns, the Browns might actually put up a, a pretty good fight here. There's no real home field. You know, it's an interstate matchup, so even though mm-hmm. it's in Cincinnati, it shouldn't be that, that crazy. Um, all right. For my quarterback prop, I'll give you one over this week. I've got yes. four other unders, but I'll give you one over. And it's Matthew Stafford, over 295 and a half passing yards against the Titans. Uh, I'm projecting this over 300. Uh, Matthew Stafford's been over this in five of eight games. And, you know, he's doing this even though he's getting pulled weight in games here and there because the Rams are just rolling over teams. But this game is still, it's a touchdown spread, so it should be a little closer. Uh, again, I think the Titans aren't going to be you know, this team that, and that that's like super run heavy. And, you know, I think there's going to be more incompletions in this game, stop the clock. So I think Stafford will have ample chance to do work against this Titans defense that, you know, it's, they're still a little bit banged up and shaky in the secondary. And I mean, Sean McVay's out here living his best life. Like <laughs> I was looking at like almost every elite quarterback, Mahomes, uh, Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, like every quarterback you look at, their QBR has gone down this year from last year. You know, there were no fans. It was just, you know, it was easy. Life was easier for quarterbacks to less holding penalties this year. Like everyone's gone down except Matthew Stafford. He's like, his QBR is like up to like career high levels. He's like leading the league in all these passing efficiency categories. And, and he's been over this number in, in five of eight games. So love Matthew Stafford here over 295 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm projecting this at 310. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons, I, I think the Titans um, are going to be in higher scoring games, like you said, more incompletions, high, you know, faster pace without Derrick Henry. Um, and Matthew Stafford's been uh, just game script proof. It doesn't matter if they blow a team out; he still goes over 300 yards. Um, so this should be a closer matchup where he throws even more. So love the over here as well. Yep, averaging 310, median of uh, 312 and a half. So yeah, he's he's up there. Uh, where are you going for your running back prop? Um, so I'm going with another over here, and that's Ezekiel Elliott to go over 60 and a half rushing yards against the Broncos. Nice. Um, you know, he struggled last week uh, without Dak, which seems to be a trend with him. Uh, whenever Dak's on our center, he tends to struggle. So with Dak back um, and, you know, the, the Cowboys are their nine and a half point home favorites. Um, so should have a positive game script. I think Zeke's going to get back on track. Uh, and this Denver defense tends to struggle against the run. They rank 27th in DVO against run. Uh, you know, they recently lost linebacker Alexander Johnson to the hour. They trade away Von Miller. Um, so this could be an easier matchup uh, for Zeke. Um, and he's gone over this number four out of five games with Dak under center in a Cowboys win. So, you know, I like that trend to continue this week. Uh, I'm going over here. Yeah, I'm about 72. 72 yards. So I'm over this one uh, as well. Uh, I think the Broncos may be able to stay in this game, but not because of their defense. I think their offense has mm-hmm. been a little better than expected. I think they might be able to keep it close, but that's perfect for Zeke. That means he's involved yep. uh, the whole way. Uh, all right. For my first running back prop for week nine, I'm going with Boston Scott 
under 44 and a half rushing yards against the Chargers. Uh, I'm projecting this at 36. Uh, even, you know, Scott has kind of emerged as that lead back over Kenny Gainwell, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here. He's still splitting work three ways. Um, in his two, in his two games is kind of that pseudo lead back. Uh, he's, he got 31 and 37% of the carries. So, you know, it's not, there's a lot of different ways that this could go wrong. Uh, number one being Philadelphia is an underdog at home against the Chargers. And I know the Chargers have been shaky these last couple of weeks. I mean, I, I bet against them last week against the Patriots. That wasn't a super popular um, pick, but this week, I think the Chargers roll. Like this is the perfect defense, uh, you know, on the other side to get right for, for Justin Herbert after facing two man, heavy man coverage defenses, Eagles play pretty much all zone. They're not hard to plan for. So I think the Eagles are going to get behind in this game. They're going to have to put up points. Unlike last week when the lions scored six points, they had, they were blanked at halftime, I believe, uh, you know, and if that's the case, you're going to see Kenny Gainwell, even with the explosion rushing for the backs last week, the Eagles are still uh, averaging under 17 running back carries per game lowest in the NFL. So this Boston Scott line is about 10 yards uh, too high for me, just because I know the matchup is good, but with running backs, it's all about volume. It's not just matchup. You have a lot of other things to consider like game script um, and snap rate. And we just can't, uh, view those positively for Boston Scott in this spot. Yeah, I'm projecting him at 36 as well. I think you said that was your projection. Yeah. Um, just this is going to be, you know, a murky, hot hand approach three-way running back committee. And last week, I mean, Scott looked great. He started the game. Uh, he he had the hot hand and then they blew him out. So they, they pulled him. I don't think he had a single touch in the fourth quarter. That was Kenneth Gainwell time. But yeah, this is a volatile situation where um, I think his his line is inflated based on the game script last week. And yeah, they're going to be trailing. And Jalen Hurts is going to get his. He only had 15% of the total rushing attempts last week. It's going to go way up, closer to 40%, like we've seen uh, for much of this season. So yeah, Scott's an under for me as well. Yeah, I gotta, I'm got. i taking the Brandon Staley approach. It's like, I'm daring you to run it. Like yeah. <laughs> That's how I look at these props. It's like, all right, I dare the Eagles to run it again like enough yeah. times to get Scott over this number. Uh, exactly. Where are you going for your for your second running back prop? Uh, going over again. Uh, not, this is my last over, I promise. Um, Najee Harris, over 76 and a half rushing yards against the Bears. Uh, he should see a massive workload again this week. He has literally zero competition behind him. Um, he just gets insane workloads. He, he's seen 23 plus carries in each of the past three games. Um, and he's cleared this number in each of the past three games. Uh, and this this Bears run D hasn't been that great this year. They ranked 24th in DVOA. Um, you know, the, the Steelers are six-point home favorites. The offensive line has looked a lot better. Uh, so I'm projecting Harris around, you know, um, t- 23, 24 carries for, Whoa. you know, 80. Oh, that's so, a lot of carries. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you have projected for? Because, uh, like like so, 18. <laughs> 18. Oh, my God. Can I Can I make a side bet with you for over 18 carries? Please uh, over 18 and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you the extra half. Um, uh, that's you know, what I'm maybe. confident about. It's, it's the yards per attempt that I guess is where the, this prop comes into play, but either way I'm projecting him for over 80 yards. Uh, I just think he has a really high floor uh, right now. So love this over. I mean, to be fair, he's gone. He's, he's had 23 or more in three games, but 16 or less in four games. So it's not like my 18 projection is crazy. Like it's kind of, in line with his season long. Yeah, I, I he's guess trending, he is trending up. Yeah, I think it, it's also with the, the positive game script. Are, are you referring to those three games that the Steelers lost? Uh, by any chance? I can't believe they only lost three games. 
Yeah, I know, right? No, that's that's a side <laughs> right? discussion it seems here. Like but they've lost so assuming more. assuming the six point <laughs> yes, spread yes. is like rational, um, that's why I kind of I, I like his carries to go over twenty again here. Yeah, I I I I haven't projected lower. I I this is interesting. I haven't you projected have... about eighteen for seventy two. So okay. I'm uh, I'm a little that's... under. Uh, he's you know he's been at sixty two or less than four of the seven and sixteen carries or less than four of the seven. So I know he's trending up. I haven't really like. I'm kind of just going, you know, they have McFarland active now, so they have four, three other backs um, to kind of. Are you projecting any one of those backs to get more than one carry? I don't think so, but I have, <laughs> so I have Harris at 85% carries, which his season average is 83%. Yeah. So I do, like I have him, he's my RB3. Like I'm not, like, it's just one of those weeks where I think I, I think his, um, I have, I have him getting like five receptions, you know, too. So that's, that's kind of driving it. I think it's not we're, just the carries. We're, we're, very similar approach here. I I have the Steelers with 29 total team carries or rush attempts. Ah, so that's yeah. probably where yeah, I'm a little the difference lower. is. Yep, that's where the difference is. I'm I'm just projecting that based on uh the projected game script. So if the Bears win this game, I'm probably gonna lose this prop. Uh, but that's that's kind of the fun of this, right? Is the running back props are very much tied with game script. Um, I'm I'm believing the six point spread here is somewhat accurate. So that's that's kind of what I'm leaning on here. All right. Uh, for my second running back prop, uh, I'll go under Josh Jacobs, 56 and a half at the Giants. Uh, I have a projected about 51 and a half. So about five yards, about a carry, carry and a half of value here for me. And the real reason I like this prop, besides the fact that my projection is lower, is he's been under this in all five of his games. So like, I listen, I know Henry Ruggs is no longer with the team. Maybe they run more, but, you know, Remember, John Gruden actually didn't like Kenyon Drake. Uh, This Basaccia seems to like him a bit more. So I just don't see see how we can take uh, anything but an under for Jacobs when he hasn't cleared the number all year, when he's averaging just 3.4 yards per carry. So his career averages, uh, rookie year, 4.8. Year two, 3.9. This year, 3.4. That's a troubling uh, trend. He, uh, you know, he's, he got six carries in the last game in a game. They won by 11. I know he got hurt. So, you know, he's still a little banged up, so we don't know exactly. And he's, this has been a trend with him. You know, he's been getting banged up in game in a lot of mm-hmm. these games. And so you have Jalen Rashard back, you have Drake potentially to take more work. Um, it's just another one of those volatile situations that it's kind of like Miami earlier in the year where it was like the minute, like, you know, you saw like a Gaskin prop or a Brown prop. The right bet was almost always under because you just don't know. So Jacobs hasn't cleared this number yet. Betting he falls short again under 56 and a half for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I like it. And um, I, I was going to mention, yeah, the coaching change, like it, it could mix things up. Kenny and Drake could be more involved, which we've already seen with the new coaching regime. And also Jacobs receiving usage has gone up. That might be something that we see with the coaching change as well as, you know, that. Gruden seems to limit Jacobs in the passing game, but we've seen that go up. So it could, you know, eat into his rush attempts here. So um, I'm projecting this to go under as well. All right. Where are you going with your first receiving prop for week nine? All right. So uh, actually I have one more over. I lied, uh, but this <laughs> one isn't under, this one isn't under, uh, I have to go with my under on an elite player again this week. And that's Travis Kelsey under 78, oh boy. 78 and a half oh. receiving yards. Oh. And I'm not panicking <clears throat> too much over the chiefs. You know, I'm still projecting Kelsey as my tight end one in fantasy. Still think he's a beast. Um, However, this Chiefs offense is changing a little bit. 
And Mahomes completed 15 passes behind the line of scrimmage last week, which I guess was the most by any quarterback uh, since 2016. Uh, so, you know, defenses are sort of daring Patrick Mahomes to, you know, dump it off and just take the easy gains. Uh, and this could be, you know, eating into Kelsey's uh, yardage the past few weeks. And, you know, he hasn't gone over this number once. Or no, he's he's actually only cleared this number once in the past five games. So he's been trending down. Um, you know, I'm still projecting him over 70 yards, closer to 72 and a half. Uh, but I, I just think it is too. This is too high, and his ceiling has been a lot lower lately. Um, so that's why I'm willing to target. I, I never like going under on Kelsey, but I'm going to do it this week. I mean, for this to be your under, that that takes some cojones. But uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had a. I haven't projected at a nice 69 yards. Nice uh, receiving uh, in this matchup. Though I will say the one thing that does scare me is um, I think uh, Peyton and Eli were talking about how they spoke to, to Mahomes and he was saying that he was going to kind of, because Tyreek Hill was struggling, um, you know, Mahomes was just going to look for him more. So like, I just worry that like, Kelsey had like a terrible game. They kept panning to him on the sideline and he looked very sad. Uh, so I just worry that like Mahomes is going to be like, okay, you want me to throw underneath five yard, five yard, like, pass to Kelsey like over and over and let him like break tackles. So that that's the only thing that worries me. Like I definitely wouldn't take the under in his receptions in this game. I'll say that like yardage. Right. It, he could still get 10 <laughs> catches and come short of this, but um, I do think Patrick Mahomes will look for him after that just miserable game in prime time. Yeah, no, you don't need to like give me reasons to worry about going uh, on a Kelsey under. I already get that. Like it's already <laughs> very worrisome. So I believe me, I understand. <laughs> Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully we see another uh, heavy Derek Gore game here. Right, uh, yeah. would be uh, no, didn't you tell me to bet Daryl Williams over carries? Is what <laughs> all of Twitter probably said to your DMs. Oh my god, week. too soon, too soon. <laughs> I got uh, everything right about that except for Derek Gore getting fifty percent of the rush attempts. That I just, I just missed on that. It happens, man. That's a blind it, spot. <laughs> it for every for all, for, including for, the Giants, for the entire including world. the Giants. Even defense. Derek Gore is probably. Yeah, he was like, well, so. "Why am I carrying the football? What is this end zone? I've never <laughs> seen this before." Um, all right, uh, I'll I'll join you then in going with a an elite receiver pass catcher under, and I'll go DJ Moore under seventy one and a half receiving yards. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's a few things we like to do on this podcast. One is target unders against the Saints uh, running the ball, the Bucks running the ball. The Patriots with number one receivers, they're going to make you play left-handed. Uh, they're number four in DVOA against number one wide receivers. And on top of that, Matt rule has explicitly stated that Carolina has to run the ball. Now, like he's lost all faith in Sam Darnold and uh, like, this is the defense that made Sam Darnold see ghosts. So no way Carolina comes into this game with any intention of throwing the ball voluminously and then on the other side, Bill Belichick's going to come in with every intention of taking out DJ Moore. And because like I'm, Belichick's probably wants Robbie Anderson to get like every single target in this game. He like he might he might he might leave him. You know, how usually single cover yeah. guys. He might just like non cover Robbie Anderson, like just leave him wide open and see if he can catch a touchdown, because that's how bad Robbie Anderson has been. Carolina ran it 47 times last week. Uh, so I have more projected in the mid 60s. I think there's about six yards of value on this prop at 71 and a half. So under 71 and a half for DJ Moore. Didn't you attack DJ Moore's under last week as well? Uh, I, think you I did. believe so. Yeah. yeah. Obviously that hit. Um, yeah. I think he had 59 yards. Yeah. It was DJ almost Moore the same and, line. Yeah. And Devonte Smith uh, and Smith for different reason yep. hit. And then Moore hit. Well, I mean, I guess both kind of same reason. They were both in control of the games. 
uh, in those games. I, I think, and I think Carolina is a sneaky play this week. I don't think they'll like roll over against New England by by any means. I just, you know, you know what Belichick's going to do in, in this one. So right, and like you said, they're going to lean on the run heavily again this week. And let me ask: Are you projecting PJ Walker or Sam Darnold starting? And does it matter? Uh, it it doesn't matter too much. Both of them are bad. I mean, PJ Walker almost lost the cover and the game for in like the one yeah. snap he was in there for the Panthers last week. Uh, but I have Darnold right now at 85 and in Walker at 15, I think Darnold did practice. So trending toward playing, but uh, you know, I know Halloween was last week, but there might be some ghosts <laughs> out there uh, yet again in, uh, in Carolina. Yeah, uh, man. Remember how good PJ Walker was in XFL? Is he, I f- feel like you already forgot about the XFL, but man, he was good. Oh yeah, I forgot about it because I had, like I had like, just like was, you, you took Carolina and convinced me, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. That was oh. my spread pick. Oh yes. Oops. Okay, so yeah, we gotta hurry up. But uh, I'll finish the story. So uh, I had Carolina. <laughs> I had Carolina as well, and I mean they ran Sam Darnold. He he gets he gets lit up. They run him again. He gets lit up again, it, it, like ridiculously on a designed run. Then PJ Walker comes in and almost throws the game away. Like I almost threw up because I already had I was dealing with like sweating Pittsburgh, who instead of like I had him I think plus four and a half. Instead of kicking a field goal to get within like a couple of points, they go for a fake and get the kicker knocked out. So like I was just like <laughs> so I was he, PJ Walker made me sick last week. Let's just be clear here. <laughs> this isn't you're not betting against DJ Moore. We love DJ Moore. This is a bet against Sam Darnold or PJ Walker, whoever. Yeah. They throw out there. It's a bet it's on Bill Belichick. I'll put it that way. We'll that just, or that. Let's yeah. just go that. Let's just go that route. But so we, we're, we're positive people here. Exactly, we're betting on exactly. the uh, on Bill Belichick. Uh, exactly. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's finish it up. Where are you going with your final receiving under for this week? Um, <laughs> so final <laughs> receiver prop. See, I see how much I think unders. I can't stay positive. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Well, I apologize. <laughs> this is another over. Um, so I'm going. I'm betting on my boy. I feel like uh, I am banging on the table. Like. I love T Higgins just can't get enough of him. So I'm going over four and a half receptions for T Higgins this week. Uh, this correlates with my Joe Burrow uh, projection as well. You know, I'm 15, 20 yards over the market with Joe Burrow. So naturally I'm projecting T Higgins for around 5.2 receptions here. Um, so, you know, his catch rate has been around 59% this season. Um, I'm projecting that to be closer to 65% with his a dot uh, going forward. So I uh, think he'll see some positive regression there. Plus, he's been the Bengals pass catcher that benefits the most from zone coverage. Um, so, you know, playing a team like the Browns that run more zone coverage, I think Tiggins even more reason to be uh, bullish on him here. So uh, just I can't get enough Tiggins these past couple of weeks. So going Tiggins over four and a half receptions here. Yeah, I like Tiggins against zone as well. I was I was so pissed because uh, I bet his under receptions against Baltimore a few weeks ago. Cause you know, they're, they're a man heavy team. And what did yeah. the Bengals do? They came out and just force fed the ball to T Higgins. <laughs> like, and like it was, it was completely inefficient by the way. Like it was, yeah, you know, it didn't really work. Targets and only got like, uh, Oh, seven catches. Yeah. Yeah. He had like, seven catches, but it wasn't like, he wasn't like, it was more inefficient than it was efficient. You know, right. they just force fed him the ball. Um, but yeah, I agree. I have him at five catches, even, um, I have his catch rate at 62%, so a little lower, but I, I, I do agree. His ADOT is 10.7 this year. Um, so that's, you know, higher percentage looks for him. He's my wide receiver 25 on the, on the week. Uh, you know, Tyler Boyd's 33, Jamar Chase is number four. So uh, yeah, it should be a good week for, for Bengals pass catchers. All right. Uh, I'll finish it up with, uh, I'll balance it out with an under here. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Jones under 52 and a half receiving yards. 
uh, will continue to attack tough matchups with the under for wide receivers. Jones has been under this in three of the last four games with a median of 30 after he went over in, in three straight games to start the year. Um, so he's trending down. Buffalo is number three. So they're actually one spot better than the Patriots in, in DVOA defending number one receivers. So I have this projected at 46 and a half. Uh, this is another one about five, six yards uh, of value here on the under. Um, it's just been a mess for Jacksonville and that offense. And the Bills are also number one in pressure right now. So it's going to be tough to get the ball to Marvin Jones in that intermediate to deep area of the field uh, for Trevor Lawrence. I think we see him uh, go underneath to our boy Jamal Agnew <laughs> a little more yeah. in this one. So, uh, yeah, Marvin Jones under 52 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm projecting this around 51 for my okay. uh, mean. So the, oh, the median is, yeah. you know, five, six yards lower than this. Uh, like you said, tough matchup. You could see them leaning on low A dot guys like Jamal Agnew, uh, Chenault, Dan Arnold here, as opposed to, you know, throwing the double coverage to Marvin Jones. So yeah, I love the under here as well. Yeah. And I think the bill, I think Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde are back in like the top 10 in PFF grades um, as well. So it's, it's just tough to yeah. get the ball anywhere down the field on this Buffalo team. I mean, that, 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 that's it. That's just a really good team right now. Really good defense. Uh, all right. That is going to wrap it up for our week nine Props podcast presented by Prize Picks to recap. Sean going with Joe Burrow over 265 and a half passing yards. Ezekiel Elliott over 69 and a half rushing yards. Najee Harris over 76 and a half rushing yards. Travis Kelsey under 78 and a half receiving yards. And T. Higgins over four and a half receptions. I'm going with Matthew Stafford over 295 and a half passing yards. Boston Scott under 44 and a half rushing yards. Josh Jacobs under 56 and a half rushing yards, DJ Moore under 71 and a half receiving yards, and Marvin Jones under 52 and a half receiving yards. All right, next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, uh, what's your first Prize Picks Elite Entry best bet for week nine? So my first best bet is Zeke to go over 69 and a half rushing yards against the Broncos. Uh, I think he's going to bounce back this week with Dak back under center. You know, the Cowboys are uh, nine and a half point favorites at home against a Broncos defense that has struggled against run this year. They rank 27th in DVOA. They lost stud linebacker Alexander Johnson to the IR a couple weeks ago, and they just traded away Von Miller. Um, so this should be a pretty easy matchup for Zeke. Uh, he's gone over this number in four or five games with Dak under center and when the Cowboys win. So I like this trend to continue here. I'm going over 69 and a half rushing yards. All right. My, for my first one, I'll go DJ Moore under 71 and a half receiving yards. The Patriots with Bill Belichick love to take away your number one option. They're number four in DVOA against number one receivers. Carolina wants to run. They did so 47 times last week. Sean, where are you going for your second prize fix lead entry? Best bet for week nine. So I'm going to be bold here and go with Travis Kelsey to go under 78 and a half receiving yards. Now, I'm not panicking on the Chiefs like everybody else. I think they're still an elite offense. Uh, Travis Kelsey is still my tight end one. However, the Chiefs offense does see, seem to be changing a little bit. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes completed 15 passes behind the line of scrimmage last week, which is the most by any quarterback since 2016. Um, so we've seen Kelsey's numbers dip a bit over the past few games. Uh, he's only cleared this number once in the past five games. Um, so I, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that trend. I'm projecting closer to 71 and a half receiving yards here. Plus, you know, the Packers, they're going to be without Aaron Rodgers. So the Chiefs are seven point, they're seven and a half 
home favorites, so they might lean on the run game a little bit more here. Either way, I think Kelsey has a lower floor than we're used to seeing, so love the under 78.5 receiving yards this week. For my second prize pick elite entry best bet for week nine, I'm going Marvin Jones under 52.5 receiving yards. This is a Bills defense that pressures at an elite rate, and they're number three in DVOA against the number one receiver, so it's going to be tough to get the ball to Jones, who's gone under this number in three of his last four games with a median uh, of just 30 receiving yards. That is our prize picks elite entry for today. For week nine, we're going Zeke over 69 and a half rushing yards. DJ Moore under 71 and a half receiving yards. Travis Kelsey under 78 and a half receiving yards. And Marvin Jones under 52 and a half receiving yards. As a reminder, prize picks markets do move. So you want to get on it quickly in order to lock in the best numbers. If you have not created a prize picks account yet, check out the link in our episode description. They will match your first deposit up to $100. Or you can visit prizepicks.com. Use the promo code ACTION10. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-1-0. And they will match your uh, first deposit. All right. Back to the show. Find Sean on Twitter at the underscore odds maker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles in the award-winning free action network app where you can follow all of our bets, including our prop bets and track yours as well. You can find our fantasy football rankings and projections and content at actionnetwork.com. And you can find our DFS content tools and models at fantasylabs.com. Until next time, let's get this money.